My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Good morning. So we, we have some good news among all of the bad news. That's a good way to put it, right? Isn't that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. The, the good news is, is that, well, the good news is we did have a lot of wins. The bad news is the most significant wins were we were cheated out of or on the verge of being cheated out of. Now, there's some, some stuff coming out of, look, I don't, I don't know who, I, don't know who I, I trust and who I don't trust. I'm like everybody else. And people get mad at me because I tell you exactly what I think. I don't sugarcoat things. Actually, I don't even know if I, I know how to sugarcoat things. Do I? Would I? Negative. Yeah. But I also recognize something, and I, and I want to I take the time to tell you this, this recognizes about myself. I'm a fighter. Like, I don't, I don't have a fight or flight. I have a fight. That's just how I'm built. I'm built to fight. I'm built to fight for what's right. Now, it doesn't mean I go out looking for fights. It means that when something's put in front of me and I see it as clear as day, I have to say something, see something, say something. I have to do something, see something that's wrong, see someone that's being hurt. You have to do something. Years ago when I was, uh, I went to a football game back when I went to NFL football games. Um, I went to a football game with my in-laws and my wife and it was the Raiders versus the Broncos. And we're coming, we're coming out of the, we're coming out of the, the deal off the field. We're walking out to the car and, uh, there's a, a fan with his hands on his knees and a Raiders player, excuse me, flip that. There's a Raiders player with his hands on his knees and a Bronco player is kicking the Raiders player in the face. Defenseless, like defenseless position. And the guy literally kicks him in the face. So my wife at the time said, stay out of it. And I was like, oh no. I had to get right in the middle of it. And I got right in the middle of it and went over to the guy and I said, why don't you pick on someone like me? And the cop showed up. I had pushed the guy around a little bit. I was ready. He just didn't like me. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't want any. And the guy that, you know, was, so the cops show up, they come at me. 
as if I'm the aggressor. It took people all around us to say, no, 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 that guy kicked that guy in the face, and this guy stepped in and stopped it. It had no bearing on me. And to this day, I don't know why I'm built that way. I mean, I probably do. Because I was taught to defend those that are defenseless. I was taught to stand up for what's right. And look, being taught to stand up for what's right is different than having a leave it to beaver family, which I did not have. Being taught to do what's right um, does not mean that everything went well in my, my family, because it didn't. But doing what's right means that you have to make a choice, ethical or not ethical, godly, not godly. And, and for me, it is God and country in that order. God, family, country. So I don't want you to, I don't want you to, 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 to feel like you've lost because you haven't. More people are woken up by what happened last night and what continues to happen this morning than ever before. At the same time, we have a couple of things that we need to talk about. But before we do, I think we should pray. I think we should pray. I think we should pray because I think, it's, I think we should, we owe it to ourselves to talk ourselves off of the fight. Not permanently out of the fight. Just talk ourselves off the ledge where we know that they stole the election. We know that the machines are fraudulent. We know that the mail-in ballots are fraudulent. We know that they are using systematic stolen identities in order to fix the election and have people vote. When I went and voted yesterday, I took uh, pictures of people who used their IDs, and I'm going to run it through a system. I'm going to figure out who they are. I was eavesdropping and listening because I know that that's what they're doing. We know. We had the conversation with Raul over in Romania. We saw it. We have the evidence. We've seen all the stuff with Dominion. We, we have the evidence. But let's start off by praying. Let's start off by praying. Father God, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. We're all a little numb to what's happened over the last two years, exhausted, fatigued, pissed off, disappointed, betrayed. But Father, we, we know that you have a plan. And we know that having faith is having faith in the hard times and the good times. The finding the fruit of, of what we're going through, find the fruit of that. Find, find the, the things that we are planting that we can over time mature to restore our nation. Father, please give us peace. Please allow us to have joy. Please calm those that may see this as, as the bitter end and let them know that it's your end that matters and that we are here to, to walk the path that you would put us on, the test of life. Help us as we speak today that we may speak in those terms. Help us today that we can set aside our differences and come together and work the problem and eradicate this evil. 
help us, Father, that we may not we may not choose a path that that would be that would dishonor you, Father. I ask for all of these things and the patience that we need as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. So there's a couple things that that we I want to talk about. One, DeSantis won big in Florida, right? Can you have him get me some of these, please? These. Um, he won big in Florida. He won big in Miami-Dade County. People around the world, people around the country, but here, here's what he did. He, this is what he did in Florida. He rooted out election fraud. He knew it was happening. When the DOJ tried to come into his, his state, he said, no, get out. He did that. So he stood up and he created a plan where he knew he could root out the evil, including mail-in ballots and including the election systems that tie in and allow for election fraud to happen in the voter registration. He did that. And look what the outcome was. He won by 30,000 last time. He won by 1.6 million this time. Why? It was a tsunami, but we still have a problem with our election integrity because the machines are fraudulent. We saw things happen in Texas that haven't happened before as well. We saw things happen and, and still happening in Nevada and in Arizona. The polls, by the way, showed that Kerry Lake was up by as many as 13 points. Now, the Trafalgar poll is the one that I would go look at, right? I mean, that's the one you would look at, right, Apollo? It's probably the most, yeah. most honest. It's the one that predicted that Trump would win in 20, 2016. But there's been a 14, 15-point flip. No, that's not true. Almost a 20-point flip because now it's 50-50, and they're starting to count all of the people that walked in to vote. Now, on Steve Bannon this morning, Charlie Kirk said that they're pl planning on, and the Kerry Lake campaign is saying that they are going to win this, they are going to win this uh, election. They're going to win it. Well, on her uh, campaign, her, I think it was one of her senior advisors was on this morning, talking about how she, she said it's essentially mathematically impossible that Katie Hobbs actually wins it. Okay. I don't know, I'll I don't bite. know where their numbers are, but I'll... Uh, <laughs> Um, I will I'll bite. I, I will bite. But it may be mathematically impossible, but it's not impossible if they cheat. Right? Mm -hmm. I think she's saying with the with the amount that they have left to count and the bet what they're seeing come in, the numbers are like 70, 80, 90% for Carrie Lake. But what about Mark Fitchum? Good question. What about the Senate race? I mean, we, mathematically speaking, we can, we can go by mathematics. I'm all about mathematics. I think mathematics are the things that rule, run the day, right? Sorry, guys. I have a little bit of an issue. But if, let, let's hypothetically say that they fix the machine, they find more ballots. I'm not sure they can afford that ticket to win in Arizona. Because the only thing that people in Arizona are going to be okay with is getting rid of the machines, going away from mail-in ballots, 
making it so that people vote in person, making it, if they're not going to make it a federal holiday, which, by the way, every person in Congress who is an American who wants to support democracy should make Election Day a federal holiday. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't Election Day be a federal holiday? And if not, tell me why it should not be a federal holiday. I was on fire this morning on Truth Social. I was on fire. I'm like, protest, protest, protest. We should go to the streets because they are stealing elections all over the country. Even if we win in Arizona, even if we win in Nevada, which those two states look like we're going to win, let's talk about the ones we did not win. Can we talk about those people that we did not, that we did not win? Which ones didn't we win? We did not win. So Tudor Dixon, who, by the way, Tudor, uh, they, they just she conceded. Con- conceded. Why? I don't know. That really upset me. Oz conceded. Again, why? Upset me. But then you, you have to ask the question, why? Why did they concede? Let, let me walk through the others that we did not get. Tim Michaels. In, in Wisconsin, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, Darren Bailey in Illinois, Dan Cox in Maryland, Lee Zeldin in New York, despite the polls. And I reported this last night. At midnight last night, people in New York City were outside on the streets having conversations. Democrats were saying, did you vote? For Hodgkins or Hodgkins, did you Hodgkins, did you vote for it? no? Did you no? They literally could not find people were literally going on in the streets and saying who voted for her. Who voted for a person that allows people to get pushed into subways where crime is off the roof? Who would vote for that? What demon world would vote for that on either side of the aisle? Well, exit polls showed like nearly three quarters of the people voting were pissed off with everything that was going on in America. And then they want us to believe that they, they went in and voted blue? Well, I think that's the, the problem, right? Is that they're telling us they're telling us that that's the case, but it's not the case. It's not aligning with what we're seeing. It's not aligning. And, and did we win as the people when all of the America First candidates are pushed out except for in a few states? Did we win? J.D. Vance won in Ohio. Almost an impossible race to win, and he won. Against an incumbent. In California, there wasn't even one ballot counted. And they called the race for nearly every race for Democrats. Is that not true, Apollo? Do you have it's that picture? Kind of, it's funny how they did that. That well, that was one. Uh, that was one. One poll. I don't know what time that was taken exactly. Uh, I think this is it. The poll was at zero. They yeah. This was actually on screen in Oregon. They declared Wyden the winner. The winner. The incumbent. You know, because this is their their. Uh, idea right now that this was the incumbent wave because you know we failed to flip anything uh any incumbents and they actually put up that 
incumbent Democrat Wyden from Oregon won with 0% of the votes in. That was actually what they put up on screen. I'm sure they'll call that an error or a testing error like they have for the last year every time that they put out election results before they actually occur. But, I mean, come on. Well, um, you come on. Zero percent in. We we know we we already saw the exit polls. We know that they actually won. The concession speeches were already written. My question would be: Is this is what we're seeing right now a direct correlation to reality and what you feel around your? They want you to defy your senses because they want to institute this communist Marxist ideology. And then people all over the country don't want to talk about the election fraud. So are they controlled opposition or are they not? Are they trying to step out there and get the American people to step away from the election fraud? Are you willing to step away from the election fraud? Are you willing to be in part of a system that is not transparent, that does not allow for you to see inside of what's happening in our elections? Are you willing to do that? And so this morning I said, protest, protest, protest. We need to send 100 million people to the streets. And, and not violently, but shut it down. Literally bring your tents, pitch your tents, and be done. And stay out there and say, we are done until you get rid of the voting machines, the mail-in ballots, and we have a set of demands as Americans. Look, this is not a hard thing to fix. It takes sacrifice. But the sacrifice that we need to put into it today is different than the sacrifice we will have to put into it in the next five to ten years when they start killing off our children and grandchildren. That is a real consequence of what is happening with this radical left ideology. And you would say, Joe, no, that can't be. Okay, show me. I would say, show me. I was pretty spun up this morning, wasn't I, when we got on our call? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there were some emotions going around this morning. And, and I think the emotions come from the idea that we are not wrong. We are not crazy. We are sensible people. We can see it. Greg Phillips and Catherine Otter, uh, Engelbrecht came out and said something very similar this morning. Said, why are people conceding? They stole the elections in, in Pennsylvania specifically. And what happened with Oz? What happened with Oz? Of course he did. I, you know, I never liked the guy to begin with. The fact that he conceded so quickly makes me think that they threw him in there just to be somewhat Controlled articulate. Opposition. And then they knew they were going to steal it for Fetterman because why not? Why not bill, like just billy club the morale of the American people and the people in Pennsylvania any further by putting a, a freaking uh, child toy in there? And then Oz knew he was just going to concede. I mean, it makes me think that you know, he was just in there to concede the entire time. It wouldn't surprise me, but let's talk about the um, Trump addressing the Mar-a-Lago watch party. I want to play this. He trolls the media pretty good. Um, cut zero. Go. Gutted it out. I had no teleprompters. We had 45,000 people out there. We had no teleprompter. And I said, I wonder what Biden would do right now. But we, we gutted it out. And it was amazing. But Marco had a fantastic evening at 58 to 41. That's really, that's really tremendous. That's as of this moment. Katie Britt, I want to congratulate Katie Britt. We endorse Katie. And she did fantastically. 68 to 30. That means she has a future. Young, 
and just a fantastic woman with a husband who's great. He was he's maybe the largest human being I've ever seen. He was a offensive lineman in the NFL for a long time and a great football player actually played for Alabama. But Katie, congratulations to you. And we have a lot of other good ones going out there. Herschel's leading right now. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of big races going on right now. So enjoy that, enjoy the food, and enjoy everything. And really, in all fair, it is a great honor to have the media with us. And we hope you enjoy yourself and uh, and this wonderful group of people. These are the people that you read about. They are not the nicest people in the world, but they are brilliant financially. We're not going to see any great football stars in here, but we do see brilliant people. But uh, no, but they're great people and uh, very, very successful people, and they want what's good for the country, and that's why they're here. And I want to thank you all for being here. And again, to the media, thank you very much. Have a good time. Thank you. And I want to point out, he is, uh, Trump is still saying this, that it was a great night. You know, still trolling the media. Well, he's 174 and nine. He endorsed, he, he endorsed yeah, 100. It. And 83 candidates he had 174 of his 183 which won now I want to temper it because the upsetting part is that we lost some of the campaigns that we should have won had the not machines we saw it we saw it if you want to go ahead and put this up this is the campaign for Heidi Ganahl and and Jared Polis from last night what do you want the Drowsy thing yeah this will show you now again we continue to see all the, the you cannot fake an algorithm now i want you to see this this is the campaign now for the first time ever for the first time ever the votes came in and they started at zero because we're going to have some campaigns that come in that show they started at 300,000 400,000 that actually happened but look at the increases in ballots along the way and how they mimic each other exactly the same at every time interval exactly the same without exception exactly the same how is that possible that means that people have to vote the same way every single time do you realize that the same way across the entire this is what i talk about when i talk about the statistical improbability and, and look, we can look at deviations, deviations behavior, which they've had two years of us giving them all of the math in order to QA, QC. The greatest part about the election machines is that we've been doing all the hard work for them. We've been doing all the hard work for them. Go ahead, take it down. We are the ones, we, and, and by the way, you're welcome to go to that page, the Drazabot page. We'll put the link in there and look at right any now. race. <laughs> and you will go to certain races in certain states and certain precincts, and it will, you know, that are not Dominion, that are maybe using a heart. And it will have a different output. It will be rough. It will be true. Not to say there's not fraud in those areas, but it will show you the differential between the two. Not hard to see. Matter of fact, we're going to do an entire special on that. But when we look at this election, that was, that was Heidi Ganahl and Jared Polis. 
And I think it was, was it exactly 60 or uh, 68, 32, 68%, 66%, 33%? Uh, well, according to this, let's run the numbers real quick, shall we? I think it is. Oh, wait, that's not the actual we, thing. We, we can look at it. But my point is, it's not possible for this to happen across the entire nation at the same rate in the same way. It's not possible. It's not possible that our entire country that uses the systems, uses Dominion, ESNS, and in large part now, you're looking at a differential, even with clear ballot, that they all follow the same algorithmic pathways. All of them. It's not possible that 100,000 people can go to the streets and they can't fill a stadium for Biden, yet people want what we're seeing happen to us as a nation. Number one, there's not 330 million people in our country. I want you to know that the census is not right. It's not right. It's absolutely not correct. They're also using voter fraud as a system in order to do whatever they want. And we have to ask ourselves, who is the they? So if they are choosing who gets elected, they, who are the they? Who are they? Is it you? Is it me? I mean, we, we want real change. And despite all the polls showing that people want to change, they want us to believe that 50% of the people that voted, voted to stay with what is happening in our country right now. They voted for the status quo. See, it flies in the face of, of the, the people's beliefs of what we're seeing. It defied every poll. It divide every, that's why people in New York were stepping in the streets. They were stepping in the streets to ask questions because they're like, this can't be possible. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. But CNN has an answer, don't they? Don't they have an answer? Let's, keep, let's talk about Colorado for, for another minute. 
Um, first of all, who lost in Colorado? Heidi and also Lauren. Oh, I didn't even bring that up yet. I was, that was my spoiler alert. Lauren Boebert is one of the most popular congresswomen in the nation. Now, guys, they rewrote her district, which made it about 12 to 15 points more favorable in her favor for Republicans. She's losing. She's losing. They are at, they are with a straight face trying to tell us that Lauren Boebert is going to lose this. They're like they are looking they are looking the American people in Colorado. They are looking Coloradans in the face and saying, "Yeah, you didn't vote for her. You didn't vote for Lauren Boebert." And people in Mesa County and in other counties, they're 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 turning they're looking at each other like, "Who did vote for for this other guy?" <laughs> the the dude who got caught banging someone in a in a what was it a storage locker? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy won. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. <laughs> are, like, are you gonna are you gonna seriously accept that? And let's talk about fraud too. Since we're on the topic of Colorado, we didn't touch on somebody very special last night, and I'd love to do that. Okay, if we can. Yeah, let's you do know, it. You know who that is? No. Kyle Clark. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Kyle Clark. Let's talk about Kyle. All right. So, so guys, um, we're going to take a quick little pivot here in a minute. But first, before we do that, I want you to go to my store and my pillow. Use code CD21, and I want you to take care of Mike Lindell. He is fighting like crazy. He is fighting like crazy, and and he, and here's the other thing that he's doing. He's 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 not backing down. He's watching the fraud in real time. We're all watching it in real time, but he's watching it in real time using experts. The other side doesn't have experts. They don't have experts. But he's watching it in real time. And he could use some help. So go over there, save up to 70%, actually. You can get the Giza Sheets right now for $29.98. Giza Sheets, $29.98. It's a steal. Go over there and support Mike. Yeah, I, by, by the way, I went and bought 10... 10 sheets, 10 sets of sheets because of that. I was like, I got to go buy 10 sets of sheets. I'm about to buy some sheets. Yeah. And probably some for my, uh, for my mom too. I just got my brother a pillow topper and now I'm pissed because I don't have a pillow topper. <laughs> you got your brother a pillow topper. You know, you ever heard the saying, put your mask on for assisting others? It's not the same, Joe. Uh, so Lauren Boebert went up against, went up against the, What's his name? And we, we were talking about election fraud, and uh, Kyle Clark decided he was going to pipe in. So let's first show that Kyle Clark has officially blocked other journalists for calling him out for being a liar. Oh. Kyle Clark, you are blocked. So you're blocked from following Kyle, at Kyle Clark and viewing at Kyle Clark's tweets. So this guy, by the way, is the guy. <laughs> he is he is the guy that um, is Antifa. He's, he's the Antifa... Uh, Radical leftist works for Nine News that murdered that man at the Back the Blue rally in 2020, in October of 2020. Um, but he decided he was going to come after me because I had Heidi Ganahl on yesterday and said that I called for the hanging, the, the death of Jared Polis. So we wrote a post, right? Didn't we? we said, you're a liar. Show us the post. Sent it over to our lawyer. Said, hey, this is what he said again. Just... Can we, can we go after him, right? Um, 
he didn't respond to that. He did block that tweet, muted that tweet. But then we decided we were going to troll him a little more because somebody reported, Tina Peters reported, that there was election fraud and that someone was stuffing ballots in a car. They had pictures of them because we have pictures. Man, if I told you how much evidence we have, now it's just a matter of getting it to the right person who's not going to do the sweep under the rug part, which is probably going to happen. But if you, if you walk through and look at the pictures, let's go with the picture, first picture that he did. So this is him talking about the election fraud, and he wanted to blast County Clerk Tina Peters. And he says, Kyle Clark says this, go, by the way, go to at Kyle Clark if you're on Twitter now, and literally troll the living daylights out of him. And make sure that you put liar, liar, Antifa, or excuse me, Kyle Antifa Clark, right? Hashtag Kyle Antifa Clark, and hashtag liar, liar, okay? But he wrote this, just like clockwork, indicted Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters, is making unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. Peters claims the photo showed a voter dropping off multiple ballots up to 10 per person per election is legal in Colorado. I'll remove identifying information. So he puts a block over the back plate. You cannot make this up. You can't make this up. This, you, you cannot make this up. Over the back plate and over the head of the person. Okay, so... Problem? Pro, slight problem. Here's the slight problem. Ready? Here is a response... We tried to respond. At Kyle Clark, what identifying information? There's no license plate. There's no plate. license plate. <laughs> Here's a full screen, just so you guys can see. Uh, so perhaps he was, uh, perhaps he was afraid that someone was going to, you know, Photoshop the tire tread and do a, a reverse search to identify their car. I'm not sure what identifying information he was worried about. Guys, the, look, uh, put it up again. Kyle Clark's post, this is Kyle Clark's post, he's putting a cover over the license plate of the car of the person that is dropping off ballots, okay? This is the real picture without the block over the license plate. There's no plate, you moron. You're a liar, Kyle Clark, but we knew you were a liar. You knew you were a liar. So go, please go say hi to Kyle. Yeah, tell, go say hi at Kyle Clark. Go go over there. Tell and, him Joe Oldman says hi. And then say say Joe says hi. Joe says Joe hi. gives his regards. It gives his. I give it. And and tell him. And by the way, say hey. We also saw your ratings. You're point three. So really, nobody listens to you. <laughs> so it's it's been great. And by the way, is it tough being a midget? You should ask him that question too. That's, that's ableism. This is the post that got blocked. Uh, or this was after he blocked us. Uh, Kyle blocked us for speaking truth about him being a liar because he's a liar, liar, liar. For those of you not blocked, <laughs> uh, you know, journalists fact-checking liar activists parading around as journalists like Kyle Clark get blocked because truth hurts. Kyle so, lied yeah. again. And then you had to put in there, hashtag Kyle Antifa Clark. Kyle, love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm having enough fun with that one. Let's get back to the election. We, we, we went ahead and pointed out just another one of the big liars. So if we look at, if we, if we look at the Democrat lost support among younger voters in 2022 compared to 2018, Republicans won older voters. This is from CNN, right? This, again, defies all the logic of what we're dealing with right now. Is that correct? Well, yeah, and I want to I want to go through a few of these, and keep in mind they're telling us Red Mirage, 
They're telling us, yep, uh, really disappointing, disappointing turnout. We have a, a clip of uh, some lovely people saying, oh, yeah, well, good job to the Democrats. Uh, you know, because there's no questions that we or the American people should have about what just happened in the last uh, day. But so they say by age, this is this is from CNN, you know, the most trustworthy source of information that we can possibly find. Young voters traditionally supported Democrats, winning them by huge margins, helped the party in 2018. Republicans have eaten into that advantage this year. Democrats and Republicans split older voters in 18, but Republicans won majority support in 2022. So basically what they're saying, just to, just to like, you know, cut through, wait through the Bolshevik, uh, more young people and all the old older people voted Republican. And... I just want you to pay attention. Uh, I'm going to, after we go through these, I'm going to just flash through all these lines. Actually, maybe I'll just do that first. So, And this is important stuff, guys, because this goes to the 50-50 that they keep talking about in every election. And you say, well, it's an off year. It's not an off year related to inflation, to the, the impact that it's having on families. So families were more likely to come out. And I was talking to a county clerk and recorder, and he goes, what's odd about this, Joe, is that I'm not seeing the enthusiasm gain in this year that I saw in prior years for the same type of environment. He said that's concerning because I don't know if that's true or if votes aren't being turned in or if people are, are suppressing votes as the USPS. This is a county clerk and recorder saying, is the United States Postal Service involved in suppressing votes? Think about that. That's a big deal. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No, so I'm going to flash these on screen. I just want you to look at the direction of the lines. Okay, we're yep. going to play a color game. If you're colorblind, apologies. Look at the red lines. They're going up on every front. All right. Mm, looks like they're all going up. Up, up, up. Oh, that looks like it's going up. Now those all look like they're going up. Those all went up. And then, oh, some shift by, by the economy. This is... Uh, 2018 to 2022. Uh, those viewing the economy as excellent or good. And notice what they say here with the Republican president in 18. More Republicans said the economy was in good condition in 2022. With a Democratic president, Democrats are likely to see it better. Because again, and there's a this is this was like the issue. This is one of the issues in the election. There are only. And the only other one that doesn't really, you know, that they're trying to claim, the only red line that looks like it went down, few moderates supported Democrat. And they're saying that Democrats saw their support among conservatives erode, but the super liberals got a little bit more liberal. Okay, so... Everything went Republican, yeah. and yet no red wave. No red wave. But Democrats came out in record numbers. Actually, I do believe what Elon said is correct, that independents actually are the ones that gain and that cause elections to be won because Republicans and Democrats on both sides uh, put their feet in the ground. That's why I tell you guys something, and, I, and I've told you this before, and so now I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a confessional, so I'm going to say it again. I voted for Obama in 20, uh, 2008. Okay, head spins. Ready? Head spin. Okay, your head spins. Dad's black, mom's white, whole family's interracial. Okay? That's a real thing. 
I was a single part. I was a single issue voter in 2008. I wanted change. I grew up with racism. I grew up in a uh, disparity. I, I've been blessed immensely. I've had a, a great life. I've had an amazing life. But I was, I was disappointed because I was also involved in things like, how do I help my brothers and sisters in the inner city get to where they have opportunity, where they want to be doctors and lawyers and pilots and actually take the lawyers part out. They don't want to be lawyers. They want to be doctors. Um, I don't think anybody in their right mind should want to, be a, want, to, want to be a lawyer. But we could use some really good conservative lawyers, so maybe go be a lawyer. But have, have them want those things. They don't think that that's even possible. And so I saw it as an opportunity for change. I thought he was going to help us. I did. Sorry. I was fooled. And then here we are all these years later, and that, but I wasn't the only one. I see, I believe in 2008, he was a very popular president because he said the right things. He was very eloquent. And then we saw what he did over four years. And in 2012, they stole elections, massively stole elections. But they are very patient. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 dollars visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollars amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast so get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. I've always been the one in the middle. Now, I believe that the Republican Party needs to be taken over or we need to start a new party. That's what needs to happen this year. Like this is November 9th. We need to launch a new party. We got two years to get it right, two years to get our campaigns together, two years to recruit people into the party, two years to get people to realize that the Republicans and the Democrats are no more. And remember, the fear that they have, if you remember back to 2012, is the Glenn Beck fear. Don't you remember that? Glenn Beck had a, he had a uh, rally that was scheduled in Washington, D.C., and he abruptly canceled it because over a million people were going to show up. It's a true story. And he said it scared him. His words, not mine. It scared him how much authority he had gained. Or did somebody come talk to him? Which one? These are the things that I talk about when we talk about how do we work the problem. We start a new party. We get rid of the machines. We turn machines into Christmas trees. We, we break them up into pieces and hang the little pieces from the Christmas trees. We get rid of mail-in ballots. We have a platform. The platform is very simple. 
Regardless of the theft, how much election fraud occurred across the country? How many glitches happened? How many machines went down? How many times the tabulator stopped working? And guys, listen to me. If you have 200 to 500 people per precinct, I went and voted yesterday in person. There was a line. I voted in person. And what I found out when I got there and I voted in person is that they had like 20 people, 30 people there. Well, if the average precinct is 500 and the largest is 3,500 and you got 20 people, how long would it take to count the votes? And we did this for decades, a century or more. It's really simple. Make, make election... And, and it's beyond me that, that I'm, I'm the guy that's telling them to do this. It's like the whole place fill up with gas and you have a gas mask there. And, and I'm the first one that walked in like Captain Obvious and they're like, well, put on the gas mask. It's really simple. Ready? Make Election Day a national holiday. Make it a national holiday. Shrink the precincts. Localize the voting counting, vote counting. Have that go into a computer, Right? And a computer. Independent, Republican, Democrat signs off on it. Pass it over to the next guys. Did you guys get the same count? Yep. Independent, Republican, Democrat signs off on it. Boom, boom. All right, we got it. We put it in the system. We certify it. Boop, boop, boop. Here's our votes. We send it up. We have the stacks of paper. We put them in the ballot boxes to make them secure. The American people can see it happening in real time. It's a website. Super simple. Website. Well, I could be hacked. Uh, okay. You build in redundancy and make sure the redundancy is actually backed up in multiple areas. And you put a, you know, a cloud flare or something in front of it to, to make sure you can protect it. Man, that was hard. Then at the end of the night, the, the, you can ha build an API in for uh, get rid of CIDL, get rid of, of Edison. I don't need either one of those. I don't need any, I need no system in between the voting system at the precinct and the, the final vote tally that goes to the New York Times, Washington Post, Denver Post, all the way down line. I don't need anything. Real clear politics. You, get, you all get the same deal. Keep it simple, stupid. That is how easy it would be to make it transparent for the American people. That's how easy it would be. And you're like, Joe, you don't understand. You don't understand voting. Yes, I do. I've spent two years studying it. I could probably go get a PhD and how to build a voting system. Oh, that's right. What have I been working on, Apollo? An image system that does what? Shows the direct opposite of whatever I want the output to be. I wrote a single line of code. I didn't write it. I caused it to be written. I'm not a code writer. Although, I could read some of it. I'm, I'm what, do, what do they call it? Code for dummies. I'm a code for dummies guy. But a system architecture, I'm not. A single line of code, and by the way, I can make it dormant. And see, I think that we've, we failed. We failed to show the American people how easy it is to manipulate a system behind the wall of code. We've shown them everything else. The Mesa reports show the fraud 
inside of the machines. It shows it. It shows the databases that were built outside of the machine. It shows the SQL database, which was never certified as a part of the election system for Dominion Voting Systems. It shows that they're, they're explaining away with time drift that time drift is not a real thing as it pertains to the systems that are present in Mesa County or in Dominion Voting Systems across the country. It is not present. We showed all the fraud in Antrim County. The, the systems by system experts were said that, listen, these systems were designed to defraud the American people. That was in November of 2020. Sweep under the rug. We saw the primaries. We, but here's another thing we saw, ladies and gentlemen. We saw the rhetoric from the left and the right saying misinformation, disinformation, misinformation, disinformation. Oh, we, we, you know, safe and secure, gold standard, safest election in U.S. history. And then we get down to the Halderman report out of Georgia, and they spin it and want you to forget everything you heard for the previous 18 months. You have a candidate with 500 votes, 500 votes, or excuse me, 500 people following on, on social accounts, Pam Anderson. The only thing that people know about Pam Anderson is Baywatch and uh, a self-porn film that was done with her and her ex-husband. Right? I mean, that, if you're over the age of 40, that's what you remember about Pam Anderson. You don't remember a person that runs for Secretary of State that was a county clerk and recorder in Jefferson County. No one had any affinity, wasn't spending any money. She's in the basement. Again, low energy, Absolutely not a person that anyone knew, and they beat Tina Peters by 30 points. How is it possible? Apollo, how is it possible? Well, it's not possible, but actually, I, I think, let me offer some counterpoint. I don't actually think that we failed to show the American people that they could cheat in the machines. Because, I mean, think, brother, think about it. Literally, for two years now, every day on this show, every day on so many other shows, Everyone's been breaking down. Mm -hmm. Here's how they do it. Here are the things that don't make sense. Yeah. Let us see the code. This is impossible in the machines. Look, the, all these yeah. things that EAC tries to cover it up. We have been nonstop, as have so many others, shouting, guys, they're cheating in the machines. They're cheating in the machines. People try to distract. Yes, there's ballot mule stuff going on. Yes, there's all these other, other distractions. Yes, X, Y, and Z are happening on top of it. Some of it is just to cover up. Some of it is to the voter registration. Like, it's endless. Right. It's endless. I don't think that that's actually the failure. The failure is that we have not made clear, uh, and actually, I don't even know that it's us. The, the, the problem is that the American people... On average, many of them have not been willing to accept that it could be that rigged. Right. They've not been willing to accept that there is that much evil and that it has infected every level of our society because, again, we can go and say, hey, look at all these problems, but then they're given scapegoats. The American people are given these mental, uh, you know, these off-ramps in order to say, okay, well, there's cheating. Oh, but they said it was okay. Oh, but they said they fixed it. Oh, but they said they did this. Oh, but, you know, it was just an error. Oh, but it was that one person who did something bad. And it's really, it's a huge realization because it, it requires a, a paradigm shift for everyone. They have to tear down their view of the world and reality and their place in it and then, you know, start from a new place. And the hope that I actually do have right now is that as, as mad as I am after yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of people are, now, 
there is infinitely more ground in which people can build that. Yeah. Because now they saw it. And now they see the media completely, you know, backtracking. Now they see everything falling apart in real time and they're trying to spin it that Trump lost. This was a tr- that that cuz that's the narrative right now. This was a Trump lose. Yeah. Trump lost the midterms. Well, and we saw this New York Times, New York Daily Times. This is a this is an opinion piece that thought it could have been a red wave had it not been for President Trump. He's 174 and 9. And by the way, the, the people that he actually endorsed, like Oz, he wasn't enthusiastic about Oz. Oz was just the only guy there. And he thought that Pennsylvania should have gone to a Republican, even if it is a rhino. He wasn't overly enthusiastic about Oz. No one was. The guy's a snake. Now I can say it. He's not a candidate. He is an on-air personality that literally treats everyone like shit. I'll say it. That is who he is. Not a good man. By any stretch of the imagination, not a good man. In my opinion. Again, this is in my opinion. And there are other people that I talked about that, frankly, are, are asses too, that are arrogant and, and, and frankly, don't. They, they, they do not endear themselves to me or anyone else because I don't believe they'll do anything for anyone other than themselves. They're selfish. And Oz just brings off that one that type of guy. So you, you got a selfish guy on one side and you got a brain dead dude on the other. But here is this article, which by the way says that this well, it wasn't the red wave the Republicans promised it would be. If not for a certain former guy, it could have been. It could have been. And this is where they try to build the gap between President Trump. And this is the problem that I have, is that President Trump has literally lost billions of dollars of his own wealth. And it's like Elon Musk saying, you know what, sometimes you got to bet on things because it's the right thing to do, not because, not because it benefits you financially, but because at some point you, you, you have to stand up. It talks about the momentum being with the Republicans. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not the big red wave. We're hearing that Kerry Lake right now is a favorite to win in Arizona. We're hearing that Nevada has some really big upsets going on there, too. Did you see that? Yep. Well, and let me point out, uh, you know, on, uh, on Liddell's, you remember uh, this, this was from uh, Jeff O'Donnell. He was going through this last night on, uh, on Frank's Beach with Mike. Did you see that massive vote drop? Yeah. Any, any, anyone in the audience care to tell me how that happens? Wait, 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 hold on a second. But look at where their votes start off at. They start off with him mm-hmm. at no votes, and the other guy starts out with 200,000 votes. Why? How is it possible? I mean, it's the first time they re- report. I get it. But you're trying to sa- tell me that th- the first, uh, first 250,000 was basically 190,000 for uh, Josh Shapiro and 10,000 for um, Doug Mastriano? And is he conceding? Who, uh, Mastriano? I don't think Mastriano's conceded, no. I haven't seen anything that he has. Here, here's a couple things that we should know. In Arizona, Mark Kelly, 66% re- reporting is at 51.4%. If it holds what Kerry Lake and their campaign, which is about a 60 to 70% split on Kerry Lake, Kerry Lake will win the governorship and Mark Kelly should lose the Senate seat. On the U.S. House seat in Arizona, the Democrat Party, uh, uh, 
Jevin Hodge is at 50.9%, 65% reporting, same thing. Only 39% of the campaign is being reported out of Maricopa County. Still something that could actually win. You have a couple notables in California that were kind of a surprise. CA 13, Republican Party, 50.1% with 42% reporting. This is as of right now. Now, if you look at the stuff coming out of, of uh, Nevada on the candidates, Adam uh, Lexold has 49.9 with 77% reporting and is followed closely by 47.2% um, as well. Again, they're trying to tell us that we're a 50-50 country. So all you have to do, let me just do the math for you because I built a system to do this. All you have to do is this. Seven votes for Republican, three votes for a Democrat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to your 50-50 over time. And by the way, I can build this in algorithmically, right? I can build this algorithmically because you don't count votes. Risk-limiting audit counts the ballot images, does not count the actual ballots. You realize that, right? There has never been an audit recount of the hand paper in multiple areas. The only time that that's happened, it flipped votes in Georgia during the primary in 2022. I'm just, this is me being, this is absolute truth. Go ahead and fact check me. You don't count the ballots. It's a predetermined RLA, risk-limited audit, that counts votes based upon pulling it randomly. It's supposed to be, but it's not. Seven votes for Republican, three votes for the Democrats. That's being generous. 70-30. Over a course of time, I have to inject 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 votes on either side. Right, Apollo? Now, yep. I, I, can, I can time deviate how I drop those ballots in time into the system. And the reason why I went through and built out based on the information I was able to collect with Smartmatic, uh, ESNS, and Dominion, the reason why we built out this program is because I wanted to be able to show you how easy it is to manipulate votes. And by the way, how flawlessly I can make the system operate. Flawlessly. I can scan through 100 ballots I can turn the machine off, turn it back on, cycle it. It works perfectly in counting. Until I tell it not to, until I put a single piece of code, a single piece of code in there that tells it to deviate to another piece of code that no one even knows about, that has no, they're in disparate environments, they don't, they don't talk to each other. Until I do that, or until I insert a secondary database, until I insert an outside influence that allows for us to connect, because of connectivity that happened in Texas, connect to databases or other programs or something in, inside the ecosphere of the 4G that's connected to it or 5G that's connected to it, that allows for them to know once the votes are in, who voted, so they know who didn't vote. It took no time to build this system, and you can't tell me, looking at the system, and built it to have an RLA, risk-limited audit. How do, how do we, we risk-limit? I'm going to pull these things randomly. It's going to look random, but it's not random. It's a randomized algorithm that allows for me to pull the ones that I know are legitimate based on sourcing those individual ballots. This is why they don't like me. Because it's not hard to cheat a system. It's not hard. It's super easy, guys. It's so easy. Uh, anyone can do it. 
The Liberty Line says, Joe, the Constitution Party exists. Party Garland Favrito belongs to. Okay. All right. Does it have a lot of junk in the trunk? Thank you for the Rumble rant. I, I appreciate that too. Yes, we do read the Rumble rants and we'll put them up when you guys drop a Rumble rant, Rumble rant in there. My, my question is this. If it is so, if, if the system is so well built, why does it keep breaking? And why is it that I can build something that I can basically hammer? Hammer it as if we we're voting every day and I can't get it to break. Why? Why? Apollo, why? Because it, well, you guys, they're safe and secure, gold standard, have to trust the machines because they're so safe and secure, unless you have these swing states, and then all of a sudden we need to uh, just trust and be grateful that, uh, you know, we have these broken machines because they're designed to cheat, and so they work in order to cheat, and when they can't cheat with them working, then they break them so that they can cheat. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.